Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Oracle's News Radio. Today is Thursday, October 7th, 2021, and I've been looking forward to this conversation, which we will have with Amy Matayo shortly. She will talk to us about the book that she has written, and I know that you guys are going to learn a lot. I am Renee Thomas, your host of Oracle's News Radio. I want you to follow us by clicking on the follow button on our podcast page and share this podcast with your email, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, wherever you like to hang out online. Now, we are a news podcast featuring current events, Oracle, and prophetic news indie music, astrology forecast, and we explain the current energy climate in our forecast within the country and within our world. And you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you find most of the apps that are used for podcasts. And learn more about our parent company at anointedgroove.com. That's anointedgroove.com. So today, We'll be talking about the art of writing, and we also want to remind you that you can listen to your favorite podcasters and watch awesome movies on Prime TV using your very own Fire Tablet with HPlay. Visit the info box of our podcast for details. And we always have to take some time to welcome back our recent listeners, listeners that have joined us within the last 30 days from countries all over the world. And today our list is updated. We've got a few new countries. We've got United Emirates, Morocco. The United States, of course, has been listening for a while. We've got Mexico, UK, Germany, Brazil, Canada. Welcome Belgium. Hello, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, New Zealand, we've got a, in Algeria and Morocco, South Africa, we've got a great African presence. Ethiopia is included in that. We actually have Portugal and Italy representing Europe along with Ireland. We've got Kyrgyzstan, Russia, Sudan, Thailand, Poland, Sweden, Norway, Croatia, Australia, and Denmark. All of you, welcome. We thank you all for making our show what it is today. Please Follow us so you receive emails that let you know when we're going live. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I have Amy Mattio here. She is the author of several books to include The Wedding Game, Before Time Runs Out, and The Party Planning Committee. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anytime. I am so happy to be able to talk to you because I will say that as a reader, I am always looking 
for good books to read. And of course, one of the first things I do is I'll go to the preview and I'll begin reading and I'll see how I feel about what I'm reading, Mm -hmm. whether or not it makes sense to me, whether or not it seems entertaining. And you have a tendency to just grasp the audience up front. You have really high reviews. And I guess the first question I want to ask you about is your background as a wordsmith. How did you come into this? I have written in some form, one form or another my entire life. I've written poems, songs, notes on my closet wall that I got in trouble for when I was a kid. Um, I wrote a (laughs) short story. What really gave me the bug was I wrote a, I had an assignment in seventh grade and my English teacher had us write a short story and she mapped it out how she wanted like the beginning, the middle, the end. And I wrote a story, a horror story, where a whole family meets an untimely demise. Um, and okay. she loved it. And I was in seventh grade. I was 12. And I can I can still remember all of it. She loved it and read it to the class and entered it into a contest. I never really heard what happened after that. But she was so encouraging to me. And I'd always love to write. I used to dream of being a songwriter. Um, oh, wow. I always loved to write. Um, but her encouragement stayed with me. And I was 12, and that was a long time ago. But at that point, from that point on, I wanted to be a writer in some form. So I wrote for a greeting card company for years. I edited. I did little magazine articles, newspaper. I was on my college newspaper, always knowing in the back of my mind that I wanted to write someday. But books seemed very, very daunting to me because they're so big. They're yeah. so long. And, you know, short in- attention span, I still have a pretty short attention span. So how am I going to? write a whole book so it took me a long time it took me another 20 years before I got the courage to go ahead and try the book thing and I've been hooked since yeah it sounds like you stay true to your calling because so many people they know that deep down inside they're writers but then they do everything else and then do the writing on the side so it sounds like you stay mm-hmm. true to your calling to a point. I mean, I did. I was a substitute teacher for for years, um, but always I've written. I've always written, whether it was a greeting card or a long letter or journal writing, some sort of writing I have to write. That's how I, I'm not a big speaker. I don't mm-hmm. talk a lot, but my mind is very active, and so that's how I get it out. Um, gotcha. Some people do other things. So that's how I get it out. That's how I process life. Storytelling through just internal, a lot of internal thought. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in some way I've stayed. I knew what I wanted to be pretty well, early. Awesome. So. Really awesome. And so when it comes to writing, I know that, you know, in addition to being a reader, I'm also a writer. And sometimes you know, people have to write at a certain time of day. Sometimes mm-hmm. people have to be alone or they can, other people can have kids running around. There are people who like candles. Some people, some people have little figurines on their desk. Do you have mm-hmm. any kind of funny or uncommon ritual that you do to get those creative juices going? Um, 
No, not really uncommon, I guess. I I don't I I have a word count that I want to meet every day, hopefully. Um mm-hmm. But no, I have to have I have to eat breakfast. I have to have coffee. I have to read one or two chapters in whatever book I'm reading, just a novel, to kind of get my mind worked around book, the book world. I have gotcha. to do that. So not really anything super funny or cute, but um I have to have those things done before I can I have to get into somebody else's story world before I can get into mine. So I do that every morning. And then I start, and some days it doesn't go well. Other days it goes really well. Um, I started a brand-new book yesterday, and I only oh, got wow. 500 words, which is not not very good. But, you know, I got started. So nothing nothing super cute or interesting, but just I sort of do the same routine every day. That is, that is interesting that you use other books to – um, basically open a portal to go mm-hmm. into that world of fantasy. Now, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people just write, and I know I have to use outlines because if I don't, I will end up nowhere. So do you use yeah. outlines? <laughs> no, I don't, and I'm, I'm ashamed to say that because the best way to be a writer is to outline. I have outlined two books. I've outlined The 13th Chance. I think I wrote it five years ago. It came out five years ago. And my publisher wanted a very detailed um, overview of what I was going to do, which freaked me out. But I did it. And I had to write that book in three months. And so it it did. It is easier to write to an outline. It's not easy to write at all. But it's easier to write to an outline than just to your pants, which is mainly what I do. But the book that I started yesterday is pretty complex. Um, it's a it's the most complex idea I've had, and so I have spent the last two weeks outlining that one. But generally, no. Generally, I don't outline at all, which is not a great thing. But <laughs> well, actually, but, so, it no. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people get on to me when I say that because, I mean, I do have my own way of doing it. But it's nice to have your thoughts all lined up rather than just, oh, what do I feel like writing today, which is generally how I do it. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it works. Once I, what I was talking about with regard to the outlines is that, for me, without that outline, I'm in a maze and I keep hitting brick walls. So, that, but there are those times when a character or a, a new character would just show up in my head or a character will that I did not expect to take the lead will take the lead. Do your characters Mm -hmm. lead your story for you? They lead my story. I mean, I kind of, I have an idea of how, before I start, I kind of know how it's going to end pretty much know how it's going to begin, but I have written plenty of books where I'm just writing along and there's one instance I can think of, very specifically where I had kind of an important character in a book and I was writing and writing and writing and it led to his death and I didn't know he was going to (laughs) die, but he died. And so um, I was like, well, what do I do now? But it made sense in the moment he has to, he's got to go. It's going to pivot the whole story, but he's good. It wasn't like my hero, just so you know, I don't have a book where I've killed off like the hero or the heroine, but um 
But sometimes it happens. Sometimes or I'll just write a line and go, what did I just write? I didn't mean to, but it just seemed like the natural course of things where I would put someone in turmoil or that I didn't expect to do. So, yeah, most of my books are character-driven. Wait, and did most you ever of that is have... done with a dialogue, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Dialogue is a great way to do that because mm-hmm. some people say show, don't tell, tell, don't mm-hmm. show, and I guess dialogue is a great way to show. Mm-hmm. It is so, for me. Dialogue is much easier to write than scenery to me, but think so? I don't know if that's always the case. I do. Dialogue comes pretty easy. Scenery does not. I have to really, <laughs> really think about scenery. So. <laughs> Yeah, I actually um, heard that getting away from actually describing everything, describing every character is now the new way to do it because it gives people Mm -hmm. the opportunity to show those characters the way they want to see it in their own head because basically Mm -hmm. they're watching a movie in their head. Now, have you ever had a character who was supposed to be a supporting character take over? Um, yes, and I've had to be careful. Of I mean, I personally, I have friends that make fun of me. My perfect scenario of a book, a scenario of a book is the main characters locked in the closet and I only have two people to deal with. Like, that's my mm-hmm. stranded on a deserted island, stuck in a mm-hmm. closet. I've written those books are my favorite. So I don't, I'm not a huge fan of side characters as far mm-hmm. as the writing goes. But I have, in the book that I just released on Tuesday, I was getting in a little danger of a sister becoming more of a main character, so I had to pull back a little with her because I liked her a lot, but she wasn't my main character. And so I had to, like, make myself pull back a little because because that's where that's where I could see it was heading. Mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. She was going to overshadow everybody else. And so... It's happened before. It doesn't happen too often, but, yeah, it has happened before. So you have been traditionally published, correct? Yes. What are your thoughts on this new self-publishing genre that's come out recently as opposed to the traditional publishing route with an agent and all of that? What are your thoughts with regard to would you ever self-publish or do you prefer the traditional publishing route? And agents are new. Like they weren't really back in the like a couple of decades ago. People were just submitting Mm -hmm. queries. So Mm -hmm. what's your thought on that whole process? I have gone both routes, Um, had an agent, had an agent for years, um, for like eight years. I've been traditionally published and I've done indie, um, which is self-published. For me, I mean, there are definite benefits to both. I think traditional publishing increases your readership. And so I will do a traditionally published book for the increased readership, um, I prefer, and I've made it clear to my agent, like from the beginning, I prefer indie because I like being in control of my own work, all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a control freak in life, but when it comes to my art, I like being in control of exactly the words that I use. And, um, you know, when you're traditionally published, stuff comes out that maybe you don't want out to come out stuff has to be inserted that maybe you don't want 
that's not a bad thing. That's just, that's just business. Um, so I prefer being in control of the artwork and the length of the book and how often it comes out. You can do so many more when you're indie published than when you are traditionally. I like traditionally published. I like working on a schedule. So all of my indie schedules are self-imposed and they're pretty, they're pretty tight. Like I, I make myself go pretty quickly. Um, if I, when I do indie books, I'll generally put out three a year, sometimes four, which is a lot. And that then is traditionally a lot. published, it's a lot. Traditionally published is more like one every 18 months. So it's easy to like do a traditional and then you've got time to get your indie going too. Um, I like them both. I've done both. I have 17 book total out and five of them are traditionally published and the rest are mine. Um, so I like both. The one that I just started yesterday is going, is being done for traditional. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong. The, the product's not really a problem, but 90% of books sold now are sold on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I hate that for the, for the, traditional bookstore because I love a bookstore but everything is found cheaper on Amazon and so most people buy on Amazon and when you're on Amazon you know you can do the ebook and the paperback and they do really good quality and they're great to work with so I don't think you can go wrong either way as long as you've taken the time to build up a readership and that takes time and getting people to trust that you're going to put out a good product and they yeah. know if they buy your book, they're going to get something good and entertaining. It takes time to build up a readership, but I like them both. That was a long answer, but that's oh, my no. thought. All platforms that other than Amazon? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry, you broke up for a second. Uh, are you on any online platforms other than Amazon? I'm on Barnes & Noble. I've got a couple on iBooks. Um, I'm on like, I'm in Lifeway. Um, so yeah, I'm on not every book. All my books are on Amazon. Some are on Barnes and Noble. Some are on iBooks and some, some are on Audible. Um, so yeah, you'll find at least a few of my books on everything, but most of my indie are strictly on Amazon. So I'm going to, we're going to talk about some of your projects that are out now, your most recent project. Before we do, I have a question about one of your books. One of the things that I've noticed as a reader is that when I read books, it's like I do receive messages. I sometimes question, you know, are we all just channels for the universe? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. the, the book that you wrote, Lies We Tell Ourselves. Kind of is a major book, and I wanted to talk to you about just why you wrote that book, what was your motivation, and what the process was like. I, let's see, Lies You Tell Ourselves, I wrote that about three years ago. Um, Everybody in my family at that particular moment in time was going through a really rough patch. My sisters, Mm -hmm. my parents, me. Um, and I kept hearing myself in my mind, in my own mind and out loud and my sisters, everybody's saying, what is wrong with me? 
Yeah. What is wrong with me? Why did this happen to me? What did I do to make this happen? What, what, but mainly what is wrong with me? And I put a little letter in, I think at the end of it, kind of talking about that, but, and it just, so I came up with just, that's how I deal. I came up with a scenario involving a guy and a girl. I mean, I write, I write romance. And so came up with a scenario about somebody letting herself sort of be used because she didn't feel like she was good enough for anything else. And that's, that was the motivation. Just when you have a broken heart and you're in a lot of pain and you don't know exactly how you got here or then putting it on yourself that maybe you deserve it in a way. Um, that was the motivation behind it was just dealing me and my grief and my sisters and their grief and we're all human. And that's just, you know, that's how I deal with the humanness of life is it's very easy for me to come up with an alternate sort of reality and alternate situation and kind of funnel my own feelings through it. But that's just Mm -hmm. how I, like I said, I'm not a big talker, but I do analyze things to death. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad, but that book was very therapeutic, and I interestingly got a lot of letters on that book. Um, there's yeah. books that I've gotten a lot of letters on was that book, and The End of the World was the other. And both of those deal in their own way with grief and abandonment, abandonment issues and I'm not good enough issues. So I think it really touched a nerve with people, sort of like, and we we all do it. We all say things like, I'm not good enough. It's my fault. Um, we all say those things to ourselves. And it took me a while to come up with that title, but it made sense to me at the time. So, Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing how we all just kind of, like, come up with these excuses. Like, we mm-hmm. we can come up with the craziest excuses about why something has happened or why, and we yep. make it our fault. Um, make it our fault. That's the thing to make it our fault. Maybe if I had done this, mm-hmm. or maybe if I had done that, and it it was just like, wow, it's one of those things that you have to think about and decide how do I not be pompous and arrogant, go or narcissistic, mm-hmm. but exactly. at the same time be fair to everybody else, but not beat up on myself. Exactly, and that's the fine line because you don't want to become hard and you don't want to become like unwilling to see your fault in a situation but you also don't want to take on all the blame and and just negative self-talk is something I'm an expert in and always have been and I'm trying to get better at it Mm -hmm. um and trying to like fix the world is something that I've been bad at or like wanted to do but realizing I can't fix everything and it's not up to me to fix everything you know to fix yeah. everything, and so that was just a that was just a long thought process. That was just me dealing with my own sort of demons and issues, and writing that book. Well, we the readers are glad that you chose to deal with it that way. And so now let's talk about what you got out now and what's going on, what's coming up, what you just released last week. Let's talk about that. Okay. So what is the title of your latest book? The Party Planning Committee. 
And it is a rom-com set around a reality show. I have a book of reality shows. My first two books were reality show based. Um, mm-hmm. Those were the books that got me an agent, my first book deal. Um, and they came out, my first book came out almost eight years ago. And in that whole process that we just talked about is me dealing with, you know, dealing with life, dealing, I started thinking, well, when, when was I, like, when was life fun and happy and that world and that excitement of the first book deal was just a lot of fun for me. And it had been a a while since I'd written just straight rom-com and that's what I wanted to write. So I went back to that world. Did you actually look for an agent? I looked for five years. It took me five years to get an agent. <laughs> took a very long oh, time. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. I wrote I wrote my first, my very first book, not The Wedding Game, but my very, very first book. I wrote it, and I typed the end, and I queried 100, not kidding, 100 agents. Oh, my goodness. Got, like, a couple <laughs> of requests for fulls and a whole bunch of rejections. I still have them all. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did sort of the same thing on my second book, still rejected. My third book, I just decided was a practice book, um, and I didn't query anybody with it. And so I got my agent with The Wedding Game. Gotcha. But the funny thing is the third book that I didn't query at all on became um, The Wise Habit. And that book did really well. It won a Rita, or it, won, it was like second runner-up in the Rita Awards. Um so it it won some awards, got some recognition, but it was just my practice sort of book. So, so yeah, the agent process was a long one. But I just, with the party planning committee, I just wanted to write another rom-com. So I went back to that. So do you like watching reality TV shows on actual television? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I watch them for I watch, but I never watch reality shows. But I, the kind of ridiculousness of the world of that world, and I know they're very popular. Um, and my the books have done well, probably because they're really popular. But no, I don't really watch reality TV, which is weird. But but I like writing about it. I like writing about it. Well, I can say that on some of the reviews that you have on your latest book. Um, people are being introduced to you um, for the first time. And I can honestly say they have a lot to look forward to in reading your other books. And somebody else said in one of the reviews that your characters are relatable, um, that you can Mm -hmm. kind of find yourself in these books. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that I haven't read all of your books, but the part that I have read, I instantly found myself. And it was almost like you. <laughs> you were writing, a, you were telling me something because I had been thinking about a situation, a personal situation. And then I read a part of one of your books and you actually answered my question. So do you consider yourself oh, to be somewhat spiritual in your writing process? I do. I do. Um Definitely, and I think I've always, not to sound whatever weird, but I've always been told that I, what's the word? I guess discernment is the word, like when people are in pain, and I just, I I don't like people in pain. And so if I can 
help on in on that level at all because we're all human. I mean, I know we we're all on social media and it we all it looks like we just have this great putting out these great lives, but I've never wanted really to do that. I want people to see the flawed side. Mm-hmm. Um and just know that there is somebody out there that's tr- at least trying to understand whether I whether I actually do understand or not. I want to try to understand humanity and try to relate to people because, I mean, we're all hurting. We're all in pain in on mm-hmm. some level, some days worse than others. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, I pray every day and, you know, and I ask God, okay, where, where can you use me today? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I am, and I hope that I try to be in tune with, sort of the human condition and where people are and hopefully meet them where they are and not where I like my agenda is for them or, you know, hopefully just meet people exactly where they are. That's, that's my hope and my desire. Well, I can definitely tell you're gifted, not just in writing, but also in just your, your messages that you give that you are being spoken through so never stop doing it. Um, this is, it's kind of amazing. I don't want to go into detail about what that message was to me, but mm-hmm. you just wrote it out. I mean, like it was just mm-hmm. plain. Oh, wow. And I, that yeah, I was thinking, so she's nice talking to, to me, and this is like fiction. Wow. So mm-hmm. um, I appreciate that. That's like that. the biggest so, compliment you could give me. Oh, well, great. It's real. It's really real. <laughs> Thank you. I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy. You're doing wonderful things. Continue to be used. And just thank you for coming. And anything else you'd like to say to the audience about your books or where they can find you? Um, You can find me on Amazon or amymatayo.com and on pretty much all socials, all social media. But mainly just thank you for reading. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was, it was fun to be here and to be asked to be here. So I appreciate it a lot. Um, you're welcome. No problem at all. So if you want to be entertained, if you want to enjoy yourself, if you want to learn lessons, and if you want to understand more about humanity and even about yourself, I recommend that you go and get one of Amy's books, Amy Matayo, M-A. T-A-Y-O on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, any of those places she just named, so that you can elevate because that's exactly what you're going to do when you read one of her books. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. So this completes our show today, and we want to thank everyone for coming in. Thank you, listeners, from whichever platform you're enjoying around the world. Remember to visit us at anointedgroup.com and tell someone you listen to Oracle's News Radio that you learned something important because if you do, you can rest assured that both of you, whoever you bring to the show, will enjoy the facts and nothing but. Until next time.